Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears. ESPN Chicago. And this is Carmen and Yurko. Live from the old National Bank Studio. WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago. A good Karma Brands radio station. Week nine's in the books, and the Bears play in two nights to kick off week 10. I spent last night watching Monday Night Football, a little of the Bulls, but they had complete control of that game for most of it against the Utah Jazz. So I wasn't really paying too close attention. I was watching the Monday Night game and re-watching Colts and Panthers from Sunday afternoon. Uglier than you thought? Yeah, it wasn't a fun night, York. I'm going to be honest with you. I I love the job. I love watching sports, but I'm like, this is... I'd almost rather be watching uh, got a, uh, Bull Durham. I don't know. An uh, underrated cornerback that we should be no, made aware of no. uh, with the Carolina Panthers. Why, Bryce Young, man. Uh, doesn't look good. Doesn't look good. And the turnovers uh, did were... Did they lose uh, their guy? Did they lose their... Uh, uh, yes, Brian Burns. I doubt yeah. Brian Burns is going to play Wonderful. That, I mean, yeah. that's a bonus for the Bears. Yeah, I he put a 16. I had, you know, I had a 16 on New Orleans last week. I know. In confidence picks, I put a 16 next to the Chicago Bears this week. You put a 60 next to the Bears. Next wow, to the how Bears. about that flip? That's the type of confidence I have in the Bears this week. Wow. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Is it be just because of the opponent? Yeah. That's oh, not a good football team. No, thing. that's the only reason. Yes. That offense is bad, man. Uh, that Carolina offense the opponent. Is, that Carolina yeah. offense. Is Obviously, it's well, the yeah. opponent. But a 16? Wow. Yeah, they go to three wins, the Bears, three and seven. Holy cow. A long way out. Well... No hope for the future. But knocking the Panthers to one and eight is a good thing, right? That's good for them ultimately. Well, that's yeah, that's what you want to do. You want to solidify the you know them being terrible and horrific and having either one of the top two picks. That's what you're looking to do. You know, I, I wrote a few things down too, Yerk. I wrote some stats down just uh, watching the the Panthers play on offense this year. And look, the Bears are nothing to write home about on offense. Okay, we know. Yeah, that. no big bargain. But the only team in the division in the negative when it comes to point differential. Yeah. But the uh, the offense this year through uh, eight games for the Panthers, they've played eight, they've had their bye. Uh, Bears have played nine. Uh, 31st in yards per play, 27th in scoring percentage, 29th in expected points via the pass, 27th in points per game, 28th in points per drive, 27th in EPA per play. They got a bad offense. Yeah, 32 qualified quarterbacks. Bryce Young is quarterback 27 in EPA plus completion percentage over expectation and 30 First, second to last in success rate. I believe Zach Wilson is the only quarterback that is graded out worse in terms of success rate. It's a bad offense. Yes. You might be right putting a 16. And you guys do the thing where even when there's buys, you don't, uh, when there's fewer games, you still put a 16, right? Right. That's, the yeah. one and the two disappear. They disappear, right. But the yes. big numbers stay. The big numbers stay. I yeah. like that, by the way. Yeah. I like how you guys do that. I yeah. do. I appreciate that. Four teams on by this week Chiefs, Rams, Dolphins, Eagles. So we are down so two games. Tyreek Hill, Hill to. Uh, Jalen Waddle and Patrick yeah, those Mahomes. guys have those guys. Yeah, yeah. all those guys. Uh, think about it. It's a big week for fantasy without a lot of these guys. No right. Jalen Hurts. No, no AJ Brown. No Kelsey. No, Kelsey, yeah. no Cooper Cup. No Puka Nakua. Yeah, there's a lot of you know. Yeah, let me tell you, there's been neither one of those two guys the last couple of weeks with the injuries to the quarterback position. Mm. Uh, trust me, as a uh, possessor of Cooper Cup. Yeah. I mean, he was rolling for a couple of weeks, and then boom, at the end, no good. Yeah. No good. Yeah, just perusing the slate this week, uh, Yurko might be uh, dead on with putting the big number, and you get yeah. it out of the way on Thursday. You, that's right. You'll kick back if the Bears get win back, this game relax, Thursday night. Strap it down. That's yeah. right. That's the good kid's plan and going into the weekend. Not too bad, Yurko. Right. 
If you want to ring us up today, you can at 312-332-3776. Yeah, but my point was uh, I was I'm watching these games last night and watching that Monday night game. It's just you're stuck again watching this game going, man, oh, man, it's awful. I guess if you like defense, you know, you got, what were there, 12 total sacks in the game, I believe, if I I'm believe not mistaken. So. Yeah. Seven sacks for the Chargers, five for the Jets. Yurko said it in the tease. Boy, that Jets defense really good. And Garrett Wilson said after the game, you've talked about this, what it's like. When one unit is really good and one's really bad, Garrett Wilson said after the game, at some point you feel bad as an offense. He goes, you can't look your defense in the eye because you get back to the sideline like, yeah, sorry, guys. Yeah, they're busting their ass yeah. and you can't score a point. I heard, uh, speaking of stats, I didn't even realize this. Uh, I heard Greeny's guys talking about it earlier. Hebdo? Do you have? I think Hem, Hebdo or Slappy. I think Which one? Well, don't they I got think, one named I Slappy? Think, I think it's Hembo, isn't it? Yep. I don't know if it's Hembo. Who's always got the stats that jumps on? I think guys? that's Putz Hembo. Boy. It is yeah. Hembo. I think that's Putz. Then there's Bubba uh, and, and Nuno, definitely and Devin <laughs> and Slappy, and then yeah. the hashtag crew. These guys are like yeah. the seven dwarves. I mean, yeah. what? Uh, I'll, uh, go, I'll get paid uh, one fifth combined of what Golik used to get paid. <laughs> And providing 20% more. 20% of what Golik got, but providing 20% more. That's an interesting disparity. Yeah, right? funny how it works. Um, I heard this stat, and it was like, man, I, I knew they were bad. But do you know how many uh, offensive touchdowns the Jets have scored this year? They've played eight games. Eight games, how many offensive touchdowns? If I heard this stat right, I was like, wow. I'm going to say nine. <laughs> That's right. Okay. They've got nine. Only because of the way you said it's it. It's week 10. Yeah. They've scored nine touchdowns. Struggle bus. They're on the struggle bus. That is. And then their punt return team gave up a punt return for a <laughs> yeah, touchdown yeah, yesterday. The little kid from TCU could fly. That's the jabber. That's yeah. the one that gets you right in the air. That's the one that hurts you. Because now your defense didn't even give up the points. I know. I mean, just, special teams. Just brutal. Yeah. They're brutal. And Man. they're uh, they're a, uh, believe it or not, they're a favorite going on the road the only for Sunday that, Night Football against Vegas. The only guy that can get open was Keenan Allen, and he can only get open at eight yards a clip. And like, and I've said this about the Chargers watching them. Uh, that's their big struggle right now. You know, they don't have that downfield threat that they used to have with Mike Williams because he's out. Quentin Johnston's a he's a huge body, but he just he's doesn't look very guy. fluid. Nope, yeah, he's a he just guy. can't get open. Everybody is on him yeah, all the time. He just can't get open. It's like he's not doing the little thing that gives you a little bit of a wiggle. That creates a little doubt and creates some room for you. Anytime I watch fluid. him play, yeah. the, the defender is right on uh, him. I know. It reminds you of like, I don't reminds know. Reminds me of re- a horse that runs and doesn't like to fin- win, you know, finish first. He just likes to run alongside the, the horse that's going to win and he'll finish second or third. It just doesn't look like he's shaking loose of anybody. I agree with Yurko. I mean, it's just, and he's a big body. And yeah. you, you know, you, there's got to be some use for him. Um, but man, it's uh, it, you, the struggle bus is right for both these teams. And and I've got a question for you in a little game we're going to play later. York, now that we're hitting Week Ten in the NFL season, and, and the Chargers are on the list of questions, so we can kind of circle back to that. But yeah, Zach Wilson just is no good, and we we talk about it with Fields all the time. That clock exists, man. That clock has got to exist in your head in this league if you're the quarterback. And there he is, you know, like. Black was talking about it yesterday with Caleb Williams. Ball's down at your hip. Four and a half seconds. What do you think is going to happen, dude? Bad things. 
Like what? What are we doing? Yeah, I mean, that's what happens though. Bad things happen at that time. Just bad, yeah. bad, bad. And he he holds the ball forever, and he just is not good. And if you can't realize that you got to get rid of this ball in this league, and if you don't realize you got to throw it in a tight window sometimes, you're just not going to make it very far. And it's been the biggest critique and criticism I think a lot of us have had of Justin Fields. He's got immense talent, and there are times when he like. He puts it all together, those those eight, those seven quarters you were talking about, or those eight quarters where you go, yeah, okay. And then it's always like this backslide. And, uh, you know, the, the ball's in his hands for six seconds, and Tom Thayer's yelling from the booth to throw it, and the, the reluctance to throw guys open or throw it in a tight window is you're just never going to be great if you don't do those things in this league. And it, it is, it's just evident when you watch a lot of the mediocre or – you know, less than mediocre quarterbacks in this league. And that was on display on one side last night. Not that Herbert's lighting the world on fire. Again, we'll get to that in a little bit. But uh, you, you know bad quarterback play when you see it. And you see it in, in, in New York with the Jets. Uh, you've seen it most of the year with the Giants as well. And it's why their teams are not very good. Uh, if you want to ring us up today, you can at 312-332-3776. That's the number. Uh, Craig Council, this is another thing I was thinking about last night. I was thinking about my baseball team a lot last night, Yerk. I couldn't help but... The White Sox. You were thinking about your White Sox I couldn't team. help but think Decline about the White the Sox. Decline the option on Liam Hendricks. Decline the option on who else? T.A. T.A., Tim Anderson, and Clevenger, de- Declined right? his option. Yeah. I think it was like a mutual. And okay, yeah. He declined his we'll, half we'll part of it. the ways. They we'll didn't want him ways. anyway. Yeah, they right. didn't want him back anyway. Um, I was thinking about them, and I wasn't thinking about those things. I was thinking about... Um, I'm a little envious. What do they say? Is it what's the expression here? Is it jealousy's a stinky cologne? Is that what it is? Could be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know what the saying is. You you brought it up. I said it could be. Jealousy is a stinky cologne. Well, I don't know could what be. envy is. Envy is one of the stinky that, colognes. What is what? They're two stinky colognes. Envy yeah. and jealousy. No desperation. Oh. oh, got it. Good. And jealousy. Funny. What is envy? Envy is one of the seven deadly sins, Yerko. Yeah, I believe it is. Yes. So I know I I you know. I shouldn't be, and I should. I should get it out of my mind, right? If, it, but I'm envious. I wish. Uh, I wish my team would do things as boldly as as the Cubs have shown in in years past. And it is a it is a recurring theme with Jerry Reinsdorf teams, Michael Reinsdorf teams in this town. I mean, Sylvie's talked about it for years. You know, what's the common denominator? The teams that just want to sort of go ahead with the status quo. Uh, the Bulls are guilty of it. The White Sox are certainly guilty of it, and they're guilty of a lot more than just that. But, I, you know, I wish, I just wish my team would say, I could do something bold and dramatic to really improve us. But you can't. Uh, You're the White Sox. Yeah. Right. Now, Craig Council okay. might have laughed them off the phone, but the idea that Jerry Reinsdorf laughs at even the insinuation of it is what is annoying. You know, when Jerry Reinsdorf meets the media when the changes were made in August, whenever, what was that, late August, early September? Like August 22nd. And, and he laughs at the idea that they'd go out and sign Shohei. I know my team's not going to do that. But it's still kind of a kick in the balls to your fan base. To know you're not going to do that. For the owner to laugh at the idea that you're a Chicago team and you would never even entertain the notion of going out and getting 
the best player on the planet. You want your guy to go up in front of the world and say that you gave the best contract offer to Manny Machado. Even though the Even whole though world didn't. knows it wasn't the best offer. You know, I just, I, I yeah, I don't know. I, I, it just, it doesn't, it doesn't sit well with me. And that they would even laugh at the idea, of course, we're not going to go pay Craig Council that. And I, I just wish they would do some you, you things. you got Grafol, though. How yeah. happy are you? <laughs> not happy. You've got Kansas City East here. KC East is what you got here. Just wait till Salvi Perez comes on board and with Merrifield and all the other declining assets in their 30s. They can get their hands on that play with the Royals. If I was to ever emulate an organization, a baseball organization that I believe is on the top and has done things the right way, Kansas City's that organization. They're kicking the tires yeah. on Eric Hosmer and Give Salvi me every, Perez. Every and player and or management person and decision maker that they can spare and bring them over here to Chicago so we can continue to souk. I just, it was really a bold move by the Cubs. And like yeah, David Ross is... That means nothing without talent. I understand that, Yerk, but you... you uh, that, that doesn't mean that it wasn't a big swing for them, though. It was. You're... you're you went out and got someone who was highly coveted that was had, had the, was drawing the interest, heavy interest from other organizations. One very good one, by the way, that you know that does things right mostly, uh, not the Mets, the Cleveland. Um, like you still, that's. I don't disagree with you. Of course, you need to put talent around. Uh, the manager can't go out and play. Craig Council's not going to go out and play. I understand that, but you still went out and did something that was bold. You fired your manager with a year left, someone whom you have great affinity and affection for, and you said it doesn't matter. Business matters, and we think Craig Council's an upgrade, and we're going to pay him handsomely, and we're going to make sure nobody else gets him. Uh, and I, I think stuff like that is bold. I think it's a big move. Um, what did the Bulls do in this offseason, Yerk? Nothing. They stood pat. You know, what did the Boston Celtics do? A team that has been, what, in five of the last seven Eastern Conference Finals? Is that right? What did they do? They, they blew it up, didn't they? They went out and they traded for Kristaps Porzingis. Yep. Kristaps. And, now, and like, like, that might not ultimately Work. get them to a championship. Maybe he gets hurt, as he often does. But you can't tell me that it's not something bold, where an organization that wants to win looks at itself and says, Close isn't good enough. And just getting to the Eastern Conference Finals isn't good enough. What can we do to make ourselves better? And they did two things this offseason. Two, not just one, but two. To make themselves better. Right? In their minds. Like, this will make us better. If we're going to get over the hump, this will make us better. The Bulls don't do anything like that. The White Sox don't do anything like that. Uh, Matt Ishbia might be a little misguided in some of the things he's doing in Phoenix, but at the very least, at least he looks at his team and says, I don't care that I've got two-star players. We're not good enough in the West, and I'm going to get a few more. Like, I, I, I know not all these things work, but I just wish sometimes that one particular owner in town for sure would be a little bit more bold and say, this isn't good enough. What can we do to get better? The Bulls, as you said, decided, eh, we're good. We'll wait for Lonzo to get healthy next year. Right? Yeah. That's an essence like, what they've said. Sylvie said yesterday, the race to 40 wins is on. You know? 
Right. I mean, you hope. that's what you want. You broke a three uh, three game losing streak. Yeah, that's you did. did. That's what you want. Yeah, I don't know. It's and, just, and and the Blackhawks. It's frustrating. They got the first pick. They got Connor Bedard. Well, at least they have Bedard. Now they, you got to do the right thing. Eleven games in. Eleven yeah. games in. What do we have? First team meeting of the year. <laughs> first closed door team only session to get things straightened out over there on their quest to get to eighty points. Yeah, right. Their quest yeah. to eighty. It's gonna. Is it pretty little... good that both teams that uh, live in the United Center in the winter have had closed door meetings already? Yeah. Uh, I like it. I like it. Before <laughs> at least they're doing anything. something, right? It it's like better than just losing. At least it took like three weeks for the white for the uh, the Blackhawks to get there. Unbelievable. All right, if you want to ring us up, feel free. Uh, Council to the Cubs. How excited are you, Cub fans? And yeah, Yerk's right. You need players. Players ultimately going to win it for you. But he was a highly sought after commodity, and the Cubs went out and got him. How does that make you feel? If you want to talk Bears with us, that's cool. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Should Justin play this week or should he take an extra week? Plus, earlier today with Cap and Hoodie during his weekly visit, uh, Albert Breer talked more about Jim Harbaugh in Michigan and if he's bolting for the NFL. We'll play that coming up for you in just a little bit and we'll discuss that. It's Carmen and York. We'll be right back. Working from home? We're back in the office. Don't miss a minute of Carmen and Yurko. Just ask your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Carmen and York, hope you're having a great day. We're live in the old National Bank State Street Studios. Watch us on Twitch or the station's YouTube channel. We'll cross-talk with Waddle and Sylvie at 2. They're live at Hallis today. Black and Abdallah on 6 to 8 tonight. Ted's in Pittsburgh with Carmen and York. What's up, Ted? Hey, guys. Uh, just wanted to go with a hypothetically. If, let's say, the Bills don't make the playoffs. And, uh, Did you just say, let's say the Bears don't make the playoffs? No, Bills. Bill, Bills, Bills, Bills. Oh, Bills, Buffalo Bills. Bills. Gotcha. Okay. I was like, what? Yeah, sorry. Oh, we know that's not happening. <laughs> but the Buffalo Bills. Gotcha. Uh, don't make the playoffs. And it seems like, you know, the kind of wheels are falling off and they want to trade Josh Allen. Mm. Would you, if you were the Bears, offer them a first round draft pick? Mm. That's an interesting hypothetical, Ted. Uh, all right. Thanks. Would I offer one of the two first-round picks of the Bills for Josh Allen? No, don't even debate this. Yes, would... of course you would. It's Josh Allen. Come on, Carm. It's Josh Allen. For a first-round pick, Josh Allen. He's got the most turnovers in the league, doesn't he? Okay, but wouldn't you guys, if you guys were making rankings of your quarterbacks today, he's not falling out of the top five. Yeah. No, he's not. That's true. He's falling out of the top six for sure. He may have a, a bad year. He's turned it over a bunch. But when he's on, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. He's also he'll also be twenty eight next year, and you're okay. paying him. Well, yeah, quarterbacks, you know, quarterbacks play for a thousand years. They're Highlanders. They played at a forty, kid. They never get hurt. Yeah, you cut their head off with a sword. Yeah, Yerk, see, Yerk's on the same uh, I've page seen as Highlander, I am. Man, Sean Connery yeah. has to come cut your head off. See, I mean, first I, round. Uh, of course, you give a first round pick for that. You give both I, for that. No, no I would. yes, you would. No, you would. Yes, you would. No, for Josh Allen, for a guaranteed top five quarterback. Nope, I'd give up one. Because you're I would paying. not give them up both. I'm going to tell you because why. Because you're paying him. Because you're paying Yeah, him. I would not do that. I would okay? not give up they're, both. They are getting the um, – their value comes in the fact they're getting a quarterback at an inexpensive price. Yeah, that's going to be I, eight yes, years that's younger. That's recognition. That's got to happen. I think if the caller wants to go down a Buffalo Bills path, the, the question needs to be, if they fire Sean McDermott, do you go out no. and you get him to be your head coach? No chance. All right. Well, there you go. 
I you, do. The, you hate defensive guys. I, not that I hate them. No, but you do. You hate defensive guys. For you, Mike Tomlin would never have gotten. That's a shot. not true. I would hire Mike Tomlin Why? in a heartbeat. Why? What because would Mike Tomlin's you? a better coach than Sean McDermott. Right. And you didn't know that at the time when he was hired. I know enough about Sean McDermott at this point. Look, he's done good things for that franchise. He stabilized them. He's made them relevant. His philosophy, his slow pace, it, it's killing right. that Bills team right now. I get you. But and he's passing those orders on to Ken Dorsey, I'm guaranteed. Not, I am not giving you a choice of to hire Tomlin or to hire the McDermott. I'm not hiring Sean but, McDermott. But I'm not giving you that choice. Your philosophy is not to hire defensive coordinators. Your philosophy is to hire offensive coordinators. I'd be careful, especially right. drafting a quarterback hey, the way they're going to be so drafting a quarterback. if I say you would have never hired Mike Tomlin, there's about a 98% chance you never would have hired him if you were put in a position to hire him when he was made available as a head coach. That might be true. And th- didn't he come up within the ranks there? No, he was in Minnesota. Oh, he was in Minnesota when mm-hmm. they brought them over. Mm-hmm. So they did have to make a conscientious decision to mm-hmm. say, hey, yeah. that's our guy. We're going to bring it. There's no chance if you were in charge of that the was also 2007. That, point, that Tomlin was coming over. That was also 2007. You've got a philosophy. Do you have it or don't you? I don't you? think in 2007 I thought the same way. No, I don't think so. You're good. That's 15 years ago. I understand. That's 16 time. years right, ago. We've changed a lot. Yeah. I mean, like, I think the game has changed a lot, too. Though. Still I, handsome. I wouldn't. And the reason I don't like defensive coordinators, especially if you're going to pair them with a young rookie, is... Because you're afraid of losing the offensive coordinator yes. if you have success. Yes. So that's your mantra. That's yeah. what you do. And I've seen enough out of Sean McDermott the last two years without Brian Dayball there. He's killing that offense because of what he's dictating to, to Dorsey. So, no, I wouldn't touch Sean McDermott. Um, yeah, I mean, Allen, I, I would not. I'm with you. I would not trade two first-round picks. I would not. Not for the quarterback that I have to pay. I like Josh Allen. I do I love him? I don't know that I've ever loved him. I like him a lot. I don't know that I've ever loved him. You're getting a player, you're giving up the pick. Are you getting a pick back? I don't know. Well, that's another question you'd have to pose yourself. Again, I think the money situation here is the one that is also plays a big part of it. You know what I'm saying? I would take Josh Allen, but the money is something. Of course. And we automatically go into that money now. Yeah. Instead of being able to draft somebody young. Starts to put you behind the eight Start it all over again. Yeah. So it's a big issue. It's a big deal. But um, I do want Josh Allen. I want The him. caller said if they miss the playoffs. I mean, that's one of my uh, questions for Yurko. Um. Uh, well, I'm going to play, game with, you. I'm gonna play teams, a game with you. Teams that look like they're going to be in the playoffs aren't going to make it. And teams that look, and it was after 10 games last year, the three and sevens and the seven and threes, mm-hmm. that started getting a little bit weird in this NFL. I was going to play with you this game, York. What's wrong with dot, dot, dot? Okay. And maybe you say nothing. Okay. Maybe something. I've got a choice. Maybe a lot, maybe a little. i got a chance to say whatever I the want. The first one on the list, what's wrong with the five and four Bills who are eighth in the AFC right now? What's wrong with the five and four Bills? They're plus 80 point I differential. Know, I know. That's true. Plus 80 in point differential. Is it pass protection? I think it's... Is it quarterback decision making? I, I think that's part of it. I think they've turned the ball over way too much. I think they play too slow for what they do have in Josh Allen, and I think their defense has been ravaged by injury. Okay, and then injury is going to be the last thing I was going to give yeah, you. I think you're right. So that. I think that's what's wrong with your Buffalo Bills right now. 
But Injuries I, have I, taken their toll. I wouldn't rule them out of making the playoffs by any stretch of the imagination. Well, but and I can't say I'd be shocked if they missed this year, the as, way things have gone. As I peruse the league, 7-2, and 6-2, 7-2, 6-3 are the tops. 5-4 and four would be one of, in the AFC North, everybody's 5-3. and three. Yeah, right. So every team in the NFC, AFC North, probably make the playoffs. Isn't that right crazy? Now. Yeah, so we've got to let it play out, let all the buys go through, and start sticking around. They start beating each other up, though. You know, yeah, in the division. Well, well, like Baltimore plays um, the next two weeks, Yerk, and forgive me, yeah, I might Baltimore's have the order got six games. Ba- uh, Baltimore, games. Baltimore, the next two weeks, has division games against uh, Cincy and Cleveland, to your point. So, right, yeah, they're, they're going to start beating the hell into, out of each other. Yeah, Browns yeah. and Bengals, Chargers, right. Rams, yeah. Jags, 49ers. Yeah. They finish up with the Steelers. Yeah. Joey G's in Melrose Park on ESPN 1000. What up, Joey? Joey? G. Hi, guys. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Good. Uh, you know, can you... I, I'm going to bring food down there Tuesday. All right. Sounds we'll good. Can you... Does Abdallah eat meat? Of course. Yes, he does. No he eats beef. No beef. pork. Beef. Okay, I got it. I got it. Eater. No problem. Yeah. Um, so anyways, uh, Carmi, going back to your White Sox sadness... <laughs> I kind of feel the same way right now. Wouldn't, wouldn't it have been great to wake up this morning and Reinsdorf <laughs> hires Craig Council? Yes. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Uh, yes, Joey. I'm I'm with you. I would have been excited. Cap yes. on his recap show was jumping through my phone, mm-hmm. and he was going crazy this morning. He, 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 he's right, crazy. Rightfully so. I, you, but anyways, listen, it's always good to talk to you. You too, I know Joey. I'm on the time clock. Yerk, I love you, buddy. See you, Joey. And I know you'll eat anything. I Thank love, you, Joey. I, I, You're I, love, right. I love Joey. See, he I'm knows, like but Zach Wilson doesn't know. There's a clock that should be going in your head. That's Joey right. knows. He's got it. He gets on. He says his point. He gets off. He doesn't, get, doesn't throw an interception. Doesn't get strip sacked. He also knows Yerko will put anything in his mouth. That's right. That's true, too. I no, know. he said, I'll eat anything. Well, same You're thing. the one that took it to a different direction. Same. You ought to be ashamed it's of yourself. the same yourself. thing, same, isn't it? Nope, thing. it's not the same thing. Do you want to hear uh, Breer talk about Harbaugh and uh, a few of the things he brought up with Cap and Hoodie earlier today? I want to play that for you coming up next, my friend. We'll do that, all right? 312-332-3776. And then I have other questions for you. What's wrong with, all right? I got four more for you, York. I got a five-pack. Now that we're into week 10 in the NFL, Bears kick it off on Thursday night against the Panthers. We'll be right back. Zoning out on that Zoom meeting? Zoom, 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 Zoom. Find out what Carmen and Yurko were talking about. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. I had get up on for a minute this morning, Yurko. I saw Greeny mention he was doing like a break got breakdown of like, um, he was like grouping the coaches. And in one of the groups, it was Matt Eberflus and Ron Rivera and the it was basically the, What's the, the category. These guys uh, are, you know, will be fired at the end of the season, and right. that definitely, I, it sure feels like we're trending that way in both situations. Bears will probably be looking for a new coach. Will they go to Jim Harbaugh if he leaves Michigan? Uh, Albert Breer, as uh, always, was very good with cap and hoodie. He's always really fun to listen to every Tuesday here on ESPN Chicago with the guys in the morning. And here's a little back and forth between Breer, Cap, and Hoodie about Jim Harbaugh and making his way to the NFL. I don't understand why more teams don't want him. Like I don't. Like I, and I know he's. I know he's got a reputation for being hard to work with. But like, if I'm the Bears or the Raiders right now, I'm looking at it like, I, how many coaches do you know? How many coaches are there that have like an identifiable style that travels with them everywhere they go? 
Like his Stanford teams look like his San Francisco teams look like his Michigan teams. They mm-hmm. all look the same, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like, so if I'm the Bears or the Raiders right now, I'm looking at that and I'm saying, my God, like, I want, like, I want that. You know what? We can win with that, you know? And, and then, you know, if you're the Bears, if you want to take it to another level, look what he did for Alex Smith in San Francisco. Alex Smith was nowhere before he got there, and he resurrected Alex Smith's career. So if I'm the Bears, I could look at that and say, this is what Justin Fields needs, you know? So I think they'd have to work out some things with the Kevin Warren, Jim Harbaugh conflict from a few years ago. But to me, he makes all the sense in the world to bring home. And I think he would view the Chicago Bears as a dream job, too, just because the same way, like, for him, um, Michigan was both Jim Beckler's old seat. I, I think to him, Mike, uh, the Bears would view Mike Dick as old seat, which Character was matters. for him. Hard pass if this all stuff, this stuff's true. Hard pass. And I was yeah. driving the bus yeah. for him a month ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I... Uh, I don't know. I, 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 I hear all that stuff's not a big deal from certain corners. So hmm. I uh, hmm. wow. <laughs> I think you know what corners those are. Yep. It, was, uh, it, it was the people that were uh, previously occupying the moral high ground. So it's, um, I think if there's one good result to come from all of this, that, that, that moral high ground has now been vacated by a lot of people with their noses in the air that might have gone to school three hours north of where I went. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I agree with the back half, especially of what Albert Bruce said there. I wouldn't let it deter me if I was sold that Jim Harbaugh was going to fix my my organization. I wouldn't let what's happening now. I don't know how you can even call this a scandal. I mean, this is it's pure silliness. Uh, that's you know that's what's going on yeah, well, in the Big Ten. It's pure silliness, <laughs> quite simply. Well, like I said, when I saw the George game and I saw that big white banner, did you go back and look at that? I didn't. I got to go I'll, watch I'll that. look you it gotta, up for you. For, yeah, you a were, lot of teams do that, though. Yeah, yeah it's common. Silly. That's it's silly, common. though. It's silly. Well, what are they? It was what? common as of when? When when was it common? Uh, uh, the last couple of years, years, because uh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. what was started remember, to happen is. Remember the, when we saw the garbage signals where you had like a turtle? Yeah, and, yeah. So and Reese's and peanut butter cups. So Chip yeah, Kelly kind of exactly. introduced Stewie that. Something else. Remember yeah, Chip Kelly introduced stuff? the signs from yeah. the sideline where yeah. they had the big boards and then yeah. it had different pictures. Right. And like you said, you know, one would be like Aaron Andrews, another would yeah. be uh, SpongeBob, yeah. Just and the all the stuff. things in the world. Yeah, and an ant. During that time is when teams started putting up their own like uh, security bands. Backsplash. Yeah, so like you couldn't. I thought they were protesting something on the bench. No, I'm like, well, they well, show me the front of it so I can see what the hell it says. What good would it do if you were sitting behind the signs? Anyway, you can't see I don't it know. anyway. I don't know. You know, I, I have no idea. I'm wondering if it has to do for because now the guys that are giving the signs are always dressed a little different, and there's something like. Have I you guys seen the like, dummy sign guys? Yeah, have you seen that? Oh, that's always there's been like five guys all giving signs, but only one is giving the real we, sign. We, I'm wondering we, if we it's had a, three guys sending in signals. Yeah, I'm wondering if it's so. The quarterback or whoever is getting the signs look knows where to look. And the defensive uh, John Peace called our signs in, in Jacksonville. He always wore something different than the rest of the coaches. Hmm. If they were wearing dark, he was wearing light. If they were wearing light, he was wearing dark. That way, we knew exactly who to look to on the side. That's good. There was no gray area. There yeah. was some. Uh, there Same was some team Jerron. this week. Jerron would send in signals. There was some team this week. They were all dressed like people were calling them the Teletubbies because one was purple, one was orange, yeah. one was green, yeah. one was yellow, and they were all giving different. They were all, yeah. all the coaches were in different colors, yeah. giving different signs. And as long as there's a television copy, 
with the boom mic where you could raise the sign. You're going to hear what they're saying. You're going to match it up with the signals. And you're going to be able to do whatever the hell you want. But guys are better at it than others. Some guys can decipher the crap. Other guys listen to it and it just sounds like nothing. So Mm. I just still think that's kind of silly. And I think it's a shot. At, at the guy up in Michigan. It could be. That's what but I, I think But I don't know. The is. guys are saying they watch a lot of college football. That's I don't know. Happening. I watched a lot of Georgia football, and I've never seen it. And Georgia's been one of those teams that you would want to watch. Am I right or am I wrong? Oh, sure. Georgia, when they were in the national championship game, or they were in a semifinal game last year against Michigan, or two years against Michigan, they didn't have that up. That wasn't Are there. you sure? Positive. How do you know? Positive. You barely because it was football. so, again... But I do watch Georgia. All I right. barely watch college football. I'll give All you right. that. But I have watched Georgia because they're one of the preeminent teams right. that has uh, had a level of excellence in the last seven years. Right, so maybe it was a little troll job. I don't know. Yeah, but that, well, that's what it we? was. I think it's, it's amateur hour. Wouldn't your Apollo. research then have to lead you, Yurko, to not look at Georgia but look at Mizzou? Like, is they're play- they were playing mm. Missouri last week, so perhaps... They knew something about perhaps Missouri. Perhaps Missouri, is there a connection between Missouri and a team that may or may not have scouted them? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. maybe maybe that's why you haven't seen it before when you've watched Georgia? Maybe it had something to do with Missouri. I'm on... Uh, I don't SC- trust those SC- people from Missouri! I'm on SECrant.com on the UGA message boards, and they're saying that two graduate assistants walk... Behind uh, this was uh, what was this this was a, a while ago. So this was Dan Lanning walking behind oh, Lanning. This is two, at least two years this ago. Two then. years ago, saying that, that so this has been going on for a few years that they're walking behind Lanning so they can see so the quarterback can look and see where the signals are coming. Where from. Lanning is? Yeah, where Lanning is on him, the sideline. To give him a backdrop. Yeah. And are they, backdrop, is he yeah. moving so that he's not as recognizable if somebody's trying to steal the signs? Well, is he's that why moving they do down the field he's moving with them. Down the he moves field down with them. the field as they progress down the field. And so he's always got somebody that yeah, can someone's like holding up those them. things behind him. Only yeah. in college. Thank you, secrant.com. Thank you, guys. We appreciate it. Only in college, can't you see? Right? That's courtesy yeah. of Real Dog from Dogville, member since November 2012. Sick him. Aaron's in Joliet. What's up, Aaron? Hey, how you doing? I, I was just want to take touch topic with that last one. They said it on College Game Day about the steal and the signs. Uh, they why don't they just do what the quarter, uh, they do in the NFL, where they just do the green dot of the quarterbacks that are and all the steal signs of all this other stuff. And also, I want to debate also that uh, the Bears aren't going to take Caleb Williams; they'll take Bo Nix or the Drake May from North Carolina. I'd be better than uh, Caleb Williams. I like Drake May. Opinion. I like Drake May a lot, Aaron. I'm, uh, I don't disagree with you. I there. think the Bears are going to have to settle for whoever's there if Carolina doesn't get the number one pick. You're probably right about so that. So they won't have a choice. They'll settle for who's there. You hope somebody makes a mistake in front of them if they don't have that and first pick. And they've got pick. enough holes on their team yeah. to where I don't think they have the luxury of uh, trading two for one. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. At least I wouldn't. You got a lot of holes. I'm Yeah. Yeah, you do. And I don't think there's any quarterback that's a finished product coming out of this group. Uh, no. There, are they ever really? I mean, it's rare as the uh, Andrew Luck. Uh, again, though, but right. I, I don't think there's a crystal clear number one in this group. There might not be. For a while, it seemed like it. There might not be with the kind of season Caleb's had. And, and you brought up some interesting points. about. And Chris Chris is the USC guy. And I, yep. I listen to what I'll he says. To Chris. And there are some things that scare me about Caleb Williams, man. There are. He's he's really good. Of course. Like I said, like all you need to do is watch 
like that third throw, that third touchdown throw is like, man. I mean, like um, the, you just need to watch, and you every game he does a couple of things that make you go, wow. Short like, quarterbacks have had success in this league. Yeah, Drew yeah, Brees was a shorter quarterback. Yeah, that's true. It, right? it scares me a little, but, but that's Brees true. didn't turn the football over though. The yeah, way that yeah. Caleb turns it over. The great Eddie LeBaron was a short quarterback. Do you remember LeBaron. Eddie, Eddie LeBaron? LeBaron? You're going way back. Dallas Texans. You're going oh, way back. You're I just wonder. I just wonder if played. Caleb Williams is the type of guy that if he gets drafted to a, a dumpster fire, if yeah. he's the type of guy that's going to be cool trying to rebuild an entire franchise and being a guy that's going to have to go through some losing before. Yeah. He's uh, touted as the best player in the National Football League type so when, of thing. Yeah, when Aikman went to the Cowboys, the Cowboys stunk. Right, they stunk. When, they were a one-win team, weren't they? When, when Peyton went to the Colts, yes, they, they were, were terrible. Awful. Yeah. So does he have the ability like, to rise up above all of the crap and say, I'll lead us. Like I'm going to work. I'm going to get better. I'll lead us. I think it's a fair point that Chris brings up, and it would scare the heck out of me. Or is he the type of guy that a a half season in, a season and a half in, he's looking around saying, this franchise is garbage, I want out, and then it's going to be, he's going to be disruptive because he wants a trade somewhere. And he's pouting. That's what I would be kind of concerned with, just based on the way that he's acted at USC the last two years. And you don't want to deal with that with your franchise quarterback. You just don't. So I think they're fair points. And it's something to worry about a little bit. His talent is undeniable. 312-332-3776. If you've got a thought, we'll be right back. Working from home? We're back in the office. Don't miss a minute of Carmen and Yurko. Just ask your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Ringers' power rankings are out for uh, week 10, York, in the NFL. Eagles or Ravens, who would you have number one? Eagles or Ravens, who would you have number one? Eagles or Ravens. Well, Ravens are hot right now. They are. So I would probably lean toward the Baltimore Ravens only because of uh, the way they've been playing as of late. I would lean that way, too. They've got the Eagles. Imperfect but deserving in the top spot is what they write. They've got the Ravens, too. And was Mark Andrews beat up a little bit at the beginning of the year and then yes. kind of has rebounded and has come back? And that it, like half of that offensive line, too. You know, yeah. starting to get healthy. The defense has played great here lately. Played just great football. Um, they got a real bright. Now, there's a young defensive coordinator that's going to get a shot. Like, you know, you, you could convince me on that probably. Again, I would lean more towards offense because what we discussed, you're going to probably draft a young quarterback. You want to pair a bright, young offensive mind with a young quarterback. I think that's the best way to do it. But uh, the kid in Baltimore is going to get, I mean, he's gotten noticed here, and he's going to get a job soon. If it's not this cycle, it's not going to be too many more. So there's a defensive guy that, there's a defensive guy that's going to get a job and might do okay. Look at what Ryans is doing in Houston, although his defense isn't very good, to be quite honest. Yeah, I mean, his, his offense is, is he's got C.J. Stroud. Yeah, they're one of many mediocre teams in the NFL. They are, yes. But, you know, it's impressive after last season uh, what he's brought to the table, really what C.J.'s brought to the table. Uh, Eagles one, Ravens two, Chiefs three, Bengals four. How about the Bengals where they started through two weeks now up to four, Yerk? And I can't say I disagree. San Francisco five, Miami six, Dallas seven, Buffalo eight, Detroit nine. And Jacksonville 10, there's your top 10. Seems about right. We might nitpick with just a few things. Bears check in at number 29. 
And the team they play this week, checking in at number 31, the 1-7 and seven Panthers. Only the 2-7 and seven Giants, who are a complete dumpster fire, who will be down to their third quarterback, uh, are last. That is a nightmare season they got going on in New York. Mark is in Lincoln Park. What's going on, Mark? What's going on today, guys? Tell us, man. Uh, in regards to this whole Harbaugh, the science-stealing thing, it's it's gotten ridiculous. My question is, why doesn't big-time football just go to the NFL model and MLB and have radios in the quarterback and the linebacker? Now, if they steal those radio signals, that's a big deal. But uh, despite that, I don't understand why they wouldn't just go like – the NFL has. They have enough money to do it. I think there's still Thanks, defensive. Mark. There's defensive uh, defensive signs to steal. They're still out there. You can still steal defensive signs. Figure out what's happening, what's going on. Whether is they're going to play the zone, whether they're going to play man. Is the NFL still to this day sending signs in like that, even though the linebacker or somebody's got the green dot? Is there a reason they call it the quarterback helmet? The coach to quarterback helmet? They don't call it the coach to safety helmet? Yeah. Yeah. So defense still has to signal. So there's still yeah. a value in having somebody that can steal signs or look and say, hey, they're running zone. Mm-hmm. You know? Sure. They're going to be in man. Like to tell the quarterback that in real right. time? Yeah. yeah right. You have a guy sitting there stealing the signs and he sees it. He goes, yeah. hey, they're going to be in, you know, single high or they're going to be in uh, cover four. Yeah. You know, that way, hey, watch cover four, mm-hmm. you know, as you give it in. That way you can take a look and say, hey, I got a little bit of a heads up that. Are you surprised at least they don't have a system for the coach and the quarterback in college at this point? It does seem a little surprising, maybe. Does every single university make money off their football programs? That's a good question. And if you're going to implement it at 125, 132 Something like that. Division I programs, right. you're going to implement it? Something like Is that. Is that an added cost for 60 of your colleges? That's probably why, right, Eric? Because it'd be unfair if only the richest of the rich could do it, I suppose. And then if all the others couldn't, yeah. That's probably it. That's got to be. It's got to be the answer. Yeah. Or would the NCAA pay for that? Of course, they wouldn't pay for anything. No, they'd make the schools pay for that. I mean, I guess that would be, that'd be the only reason why not. I think it's a good answer. That's I, it. The I, only reason yeah. why not. I I, I'm in favor of them doing it. Yes. Mm-hmm. I want them all to do it. Yes. When are they going to... If you're asking me for why they haven't done it, that's a possible solution. Waddle and Sylvie talked about it yesterday. When are they going to chip the ball in the NFL? I know we've discussed that. Why is it so hard to still get a chip spot? Chip the ball. Yeah, chip the ball. Well, where, where are you going to chip it? On the, on, the, on the front and the back? How's it going to affect the flight? No, they can, they can make uh, chips that are microscopic now. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Front and the back, the two tips of the football. I would think. Well, you, couldn't you do it? Is yeah, you could do front and back. You could also do just the, the center of the ball. Yeah, but how would you, that matter, though, for a spot if the nose of the football? Well, because you know the size of a football. That's true. If it's you put it in the absolute center, you would know from each end how far away that is. Is part of the problem, like, how do you know where the ball is relative to a player's knee being down when video footage is not clear because you've got 20 guys piled on no, top it, of yeah, one another? It, the pile is the problem, That's right? The problem, Isn't that why right? they don't have the same technology that soccer and it's, tennis use? It's got to be. Because right? tennis has incredible, incredible camera technology. Incredible. They they can tell down to the... The, the, the millis... Uh, what would you call it? A millimeter. A millimeter. And the shadow of the ball, whether or not it hit the line, whether and they know immediately. Yeah, I don't get it. You're right. It's it has to be, be the pile. It's got to be the pile. It's got to be. It's, uh, I don't understand what else would be preventing it. 
But you you could still implement it at the goal at line the goal. and on the sidelines. Just and if there's a pile situation, you would have to go to the replay just like you do now. But yeah. at least for something like um, there was that play with Mooney a couple weeks back where the play was blown dead, right? And they thought he stepped out of bounds right. on the sideline. Right. Instead, like the play just ended. Yeah. Like, wouldn't that be something immediately we would have an answer? Oh yeah, yeah. in and out, in and out, or Bajan, the spot on Bajan's yeah. first down the for other sure. day. Like, that's an easy one. That's where the chip technology would tell you easily. Dalen's in Milwaukee. What's up, Dalen? Hey, fellas. How we doing today? Good, Good man. Kid? Big fan here. Thank you. Hey, I just wanted to see what you guys thought about truly, 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 like, comparing Justin Fields to Caleb Williams because just in, like, my sort of layman's perspective, it would seem like they're virtually the same player. They both take about the same amount of time to get rid of the football. And... If you want to compare stats, I mean, in their college careers, Justin Fields had about a half less interception. He had right about the same amount of touchdowns. He had 4% completion percentage higher. Uh, I think maybe Caleb Williams benefits from throwing the ball a little bit more. So, I mean, that's not really a huge concern, I don't think. But you look at QB rating, Williams 168 in his college career versus Fields 178. So my question to you is this. If Bears fans really want to see Justin Fields gone and they really want to see Caleb Williams, if they're the same player, why do you want to see that when you could just take maybe some of these high draft picks you're going to get, go get one of the best pass catchers in the draft and a Marvin Harrison Jr. and go get a top center or top left tackle? Uh, good question, Dalen. Uh, I, well, I, you wouldn't be taking the top center with no. either of the top five or six picks, first of all. No. So I always think one of those picks is going to be used to trade down and to acquire more draft equity. Especially after you gave up a second round. Right, is what I think is going to end up happening in that situation. Secondly, you don't know what the decision-making process is for Caleb Williams. You watch it, but until you get it up close, Mm -hmm. until you see him, until you put him through the paces, until you understand exactly, you know, what does he see, when does he see it, how does he see it. You can you can guess, you can look kind of with you know some stuff. You don't know what he's being asked to do by Lincoln Riley at USC. So, I mean, you can guess, you can take a look. I mean, they're similar players, but are they the same? No. Um, all right, I got a few questions for your coming up. Now that we've hit week ten, uh, do you want Fields to play this week or wait another week? Chipping the ball. We got people that want to talk about chipping the ball. That's cool. Ring us up, 312-332-3776. We're back in two minutes.